Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Goes wide to Jayasimi on that right-hand side. Drills it across. Oh, it's got in! Jayasimi has opened the scoring for the Addicts. Took Andreessen completely by surprise. It's good hold-up play by Davison on the edge of the area in the first place. Sets up Jayasimi, who drilled it across. And the keeper can only parry it into his own net. It was a strange goal, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, I think it took everybody by surprise, that one. Yeah. Heavy touch and it'll be comfortable for Chunk to deal with. Gilbert collects. Asia kick goes long, looking for Washington. It's a great kick. Washington gets behind the defender, chips it over the goalkeeper. Corner Washington! Makes it too! This sets for Craig Gilbert the difference. Beats the Morecambe defence and Corner Washington uses his pace and a lovely dink over the goalkeeper. And Chong make it 2 0. What a great assist by the keeper, wasn't it? Early kick. He saw the 2v2 situation up front and he kicked it perfectly inside the centre half and uh, the pace of, of Washington really showed there and he, he got in the back of him and a beautiful finish, dinked it over the keeper. Trying to get there but it's cleared forward by Morgan up towards Stockton. He's trying to hold off Gunter and goes down and the referee gives the penalty. Feels that Stockton used his body well. Gunter fouled him in the end, and Morecambe have an opportunity to get back into the game. That's a yellow card for Chris Gunter. Gunter steps up right footed and strikes it down the middle. And Morecambe have a lifeline back in this game. But it won't be in time for this corner. Coming from the charm right hand side. Gilbert's touched in, easy goal. because they keep giving cheap free kicks away in corners and so, sooner or later it, it, you, you pay the price. Clear with the throw. Headed clear and as far as Dobson. The referee blows the whistle just as Dobson was about to pull the trigger. Whether anything would have come from that is a debatable one but oh, if that had gone in there was nine seconds left when he blew the whistle. And is incensed. <laughs> now, whether or not that was going anywhere near the goal, who knows? But anyway, the Charlton fans are showing and telling the referee exactly what they think of him. Blew up as he shot. I've never seen that. But anyway, it's ended up all square here at the Mazuma Stadium. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendez and we'll be looking back at the 2-2 draw with Morecambe and of course ahead to Saturday's trip uh, up to Shrewsbury. Joining me to do just that first up, a man who uh, well, spent a, a lovely evening uh, with me in Morecambe how is Benji Cloak. How do you Ben? I'm good, mate. Just recovering from it. It was a lovely evening, wasn't yeah, it? All, all sorts of good things happened up in Morecambe. A, a first trip 
uh, for the addicts up that way. And it's a very nice, very nice little town. And uh, also joining us uh, to discuss the two games, Mark Newbury. How do you, Mark? Uh, you should remember what happens in Morecambe stays in Morecambe. All right. Well, well, I mean, I, I hope not, because we've got a point there. And I'd like that to come back to the Valley with us. But there we go. Are, are you well, Mark? Did you enjoy, did you watch the game on Tuesday? Or, oh, I did watch the game. Yeah. It was... Um... <sighs> What shall we say? Game of two halves, the yeah. archetypal one, I think. So. Yeah. But we'll get on to that in a minute, I'm C- sure. Certainly will. We've just heard there the goals, of course, from the game. We've got the post-match reaction uh, from the caretaker boss, uh, Johnny Jackson. We've got your tweets and emails and a bit of fans bar from some of those who made the trip, uh, some of the 690 up to uh, the Mazuma Stadium uh, as well later on. We're going to speak to Jacko about his future. I did ask him on Tuesday if there's any updates. It's, I don't know if... I think it's fair to say things are sounding quite positive on that front now. Uh, so we'll hear Jacko, what he has to say on that. And of course, we'll look ahead to Saturday's trip uh, up to the new meadow. We've got Lewis Cox, uh, of course, an expert on Shrewsbury Town. Um, he probably knows how to pronounce it, whether it's Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury. How many years we've been in the same league? Still don't know. Uh, so he's going to tell us what to expect from Steve Cotterill's side. And we've got a little bit of injury news as well uh, from Jacko ahead of the game. So, I mean, we just heard the goals there, Ben, from the game. Um, you know, Absolutely flying start, wasn't it? 2-0 up in, in, inside what felt like no time at all, but then pegged back almost immediately after our second goal with the penalty, and then and then they were back in it in midway through the second half, really, just less than 20 minutes from the end. Um, I mean, how, how do you sum that one up? Unbeaten still, bit frustrating at the end. Which way did you see it? Obviously disappointed, because when you squander a 2-0 lead, it's obviously disappointing no matter who you play. Um, but... I think if you look at the game as a whole, uh, we played some great football that made us lead the game 2-0. Uh, so that was good. And as you said, we, we let them back into it literally, what, a minute after we scored the, our second. And I think if we would have held out to half-time at 2-0, we, we would have won the game easily. Uh, but as, as, as I said, if you look at it as a whole... We're missing three centre backs, so we're we're filling in in positions with Gunter playing there and Sean Clare playing in a different position as well. And of course, that because of different players playing in different positions, it's going to catch up at, at some point. Whether it was a penalty or not, obviously the ref gave it, and the second goal was a bit sloppy to concede free header from a corner. But overall, yeah, not not too despondent because, as I said, in that first half, we played some really good football and that second goal was, was probably our best goal of the season so far. Uh, such a, a great ball by Craig and a great finish from Connor. Um, and the football leading up to that point was so good that it was so encouraging. So, yeah, again, as you said, we're unbeaten still under Jacko. Let's not be too despondent. We are missing certain players. And uh, let's hope we take some confidence from that first uh, 20-odd minutes or so into into Saturday's game then. Mm, yeah, I think it became clear as well once they got it back to 2-2 that Morecambe were, were happy to, to sit in and make it really difficult for us to break them down. Uh, I mean, there was a point where, where we were sort of sat in line with uh, sort of midway through the, the half that Chuck were attacking in the second period. There's one point where we, we, we picked up the ball and they had two banks of force sitting so deep that you did think, oh, we're going to struggle here. Uh, to try and break them down, and we did. We did look a little bit laboured and perhaps tired in that in that last twenty minutes when we were trying to find uh, the, the breakthrough. But I mean, Mark, did, we we take the unbeaten run. That's the most important thing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, a point on the road is not the end of the world. Especially as we said that we, we've we've started so brightly. There's certainly quite a few positives to take from it, and you'll take the negatives, of course, from the like the, the sloppy defending for the for the second goal in particular. Yeah, I would. I mean, I think most people would have looked at it and say, you know, you get four points out of um, Plymouth and Morecambe and you'll be happy with that. Most people would have thought that we'd maybe get a draw with Plymouth because they were top and we made them look very ordinary. In fact, we broke them because they lost again 3-0. Um, and Morecambe, uh, it's a whole different ball game. I just think our energy level wasn't as high as it had been. I think one or two players just didn't look in the game. And uh, I just thought possibly the substitutions were a bit, uh, how can I say, it's, it wouldn't be my choice. Yeah, which, thought, one, which ones didn't you like? I'm curious I'd, to I'd, hear. Well, I'd, I think Kirk coming on, I thought he's kind of player fine. You've got some time now, you know, 
you're going to show, you're going to impress. And he just didn't. He just kept trying to come in onto his right peg and wasn't really interested in beating his man. And I just, I was disappointed with Kirk because I thought to myself, you know, surely this is your first chance to get onto the pitch under Jacko. You want to go on there and you want to be trying everything. He, you know, he hugged the line, but he didn't really do anything. So are you saying you would have bought someone else on? Or are you just disappointed I'd, with how you know, Charlie performs when he I'd, came well, I'd, on? I'd, I'd, I'd probably given, it's going to sound funny, I'd probably given um, Burstow more of a time because I thought that Josh Davison hadn't really done as good as he had in previous games. I thought he was looking a bit laboured. He wasn't getting any joy out of the defenders. You know, the ball, he was he was doing little layoffs and stuff, but his movement wasn't. And I know Burstow's young and stuff, but I think he's, he's keen and he's he can score goals. He's quick. So I think he he needs more than five minutes, and I I was disappointed with Kirk's chance, uh, with Kirk's not taking the chance with two hands and going, yeah, I'm really going to show you. Yeah. I think you look at that, and you think to yourself, would you be looking if you're looking at the bench behind you and you've got Leco and you've got Kirk, you're thinking, well, which one am I going to put on? Who's mm. going to possibly make that change? And at yeah. the moment, it would be Leco. Yeah, I mean, obviously Leco uh, travelled but wasn't on the bench on, on Saturday. But uh, we got mixed reviews, actually, for Charlie Kirk. It's funny, actually, Ben, we were talking about it, weren't we, on the train back? Uh, I mentioned I'd looked on the forum and he was getting uh, he was getting pelters. But then you uh, speak, speak to one or other two people on the train and stuff, and they were like, oh, I thought he, did, thought he did okay. He was only on for 12 minutes as well, obviously not the the most amount of time uh, to, to try and make a difference. I mean, the first goal, the goalkeeper's got to be doing a lot better for them, uh, for Morecambe inside a, a minute. But it's nice to see DJ uh, twisting inside and out, as we know he can do. Um, that second goal, you've mentioned it already, Ben, but that's one of the most pleasing, uh, aesthetically pleasing goals we've scored already this season. Excellent uh, distribution from Craig McGivray, which isn't something I've really picked up on so far. I, I don't know if I've seen him do too much of that. Um, but Connor Washington, whoa, he's absolutely flying at the moment. Clinical Connor. Yeah, it's beautiful finish, wasn't it? And yeah, we saw that on Saturday, a real composed finish from him. And yet again, another composed finish. So that'll give him massive amounts of confidence because in games previous, Rotherham game to be exact, he had so many chances in that game where he had a couple of one-on-ones and a couple of other chances where he blazed them over. And then the goal he did score was from outside the box, where he thought, hit and hope, and got a little deflection and went in. And he said, well, that was out of pure frustration. So, look, we know he's got it in the bag. Uh, he's got goals in his locker, and obviously his main attribute is running around, getting in the channels and giving space to others. But that uh, was such a composed finish. And as you said from Craig, what a ball and uh, what a great finish. I couldn't literally couldn't believe it. We all, like, mouths open going, surely not. And... Uh, yeah, great lob, lob over the keeper there. And uh, yeah, he had another good game from Connor. And I must say for the first goal, that was such a good free-flowing little move as well. I know it was probably a cross from DJ, kind of drilled it in and the keeper should have done better. But Josh Davison did do well for that. I think he held it up there well and, and passed it across to DJ. So he does those parts of the games well, Josh, but it's just getting in the right areas for when we're getting crosses into the box. I thought he could have done more for, but that second goal was was a beauty. Yeah, it really was. And considering we know that we, we've been without Stockley for two games now uh, and we've got Saturday coming up, I think our fear was that we were going to struggle to score goals. And it definitely... You'd say that if Jaden was on the end of some of those crosses we saw on Saturday against Plymouth, we probably would have had a couple more. But, you know, we scored twice in each of those games. It's not like we're all of a sudden struggling for goals without Jaden. We've done reasonably well uh, without him. Now, obviously, you know, when we got that second goal, we were flying. It felt at that point that we could go on and get more, but we were immediately uh, pegged back. What were your views on the penalty, Mark? I think um, Carl Stockton, we, we knew all about him beforehand because of that amazing goal we scored. But... Uh, against Fleetwoods, but very physical, really good at turning his striker and really good at holding off players. Now, the argument is, was he pushing back Chris Gunter? Um, you know, was there a foul either way? It's a tough one. Having I mean, watched it back, I'm, I'm not sure that, that we've got much of a defence there, but uh, having said that, I'm, you know, I, I'm interested in others' views. So what, what did you make of it, Mark? No, it's a penalty. Um, I'd be screaming for it if it was against us. Um, if you listen to... Well, you wouldn't have listened to you, but um, Brownie... On the um, in the studio was saying, you you know you don't get pushed back ten yards by the um, centre centre forward backing into you. He said you either foul him outside the box and take the hit there, or you 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 do better. 
he said you don't just keep backing and backing Stockton's a good um, forward so he did exactly the right thing and the referee didn't have a choice I didn't think it was a sending off I think their manager claimed he should have got a red card for that but I think that's kind of like cynical one you do at knee high that's a red card you know falling backwards because there's two guys wrestling is not a sending off offence um, and the big one is I've always liked my goalkeepers just to stay in the middle because percentage of penalties which get hit straight down the throat you know, that would have hit Macca and he'd have saved it. Um, as soon as you start diving, unless you're really lucky, it's going to go past you and in anyway. Mm. So, you know, you know, it's a penalty. I, I No grumbles about that. But I agree with what Ben said earlier. I think if we'd got to half-time at 2-0, you know, we could probably knocked up a cricket score in the second half. But, you know, 2-1 is what they always say. It's one of those ones can turn on a knife edge. So, their second goal, I agree with Jacko, was a foul on Sean Clare. But, you know, again, you you don't get it. You switch on and deal with it. You play to the whistle. And, uh, unfortunately, we did miss um, Stockley in defence, like we missed Pierce. But you have to deal with what you've got. I mean, they, they targeted Gunter. They said they looked at him in the three and went, you know, he's the weakest against our most experienced striker. Even as experienced as Gunter is, he was out of position. So we didn't really have an option, as it were. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, as Mark said, we did we didn't defend the, the the corner very well, and and again, I think Jacker would be frustrated with that. But those, those last sort of twenty minutes or so were quite frustrating as well, Ben, because we did see a lot of the ball and we didn't really create much. I mean, Elliot Lee was trying bits and pieces on the edge of the area. It's interesting. There was a couple of times I thought he could have had a shot actually from outside the area, but he was he was interested in trying to play our way through, which to be fair has worked very well for him. Uh, at, at times this season and then what about that slightly controversial moment at the full-time whistle where George Dobson was lining up a shot now it got charged down so otherwise it's not really hitting the headlines but if he buried that in the bottom corner uh, and then the referee blew the whistle whilst it was on its way in that could have been a, a, a slightly hairy moment for him yeah definitely caused a bit of controversy in the in the crowd uh, I, I didn't see too much in it to be fair I mean we were just on the edge of the box a ref shouldn't blow at that position anyway. To be like, I didn't see the clock, but a lot of people said they're watching the clock at home, and he definitely blew too early. Whether the club got the clock right or not, I don't know. But yeah, it was a little bit annoying because you thought, ah, oh, the ball bounced back to us when Dobson had that shot. But the second half was frustrating. I think we could have played for another half now, and we still wouldn't have scored. We just were very slow in our lead-up play, trying to get to goal. I think everyone was taking one too many touches and as you as you just said so rightly I think Elliot Lee and Alex Gilby they're two players that have got goals in in their in the bag they know that they're good at scoring goals they've done so previously Lee's done it at, Lee, at Luton Gilby's done it at Milton Keynes and at the moment they haven't scored enough goals that they'd like to I mean Gilby's missed a few guilt edge opportunities in the last few weeks Elliot Lee I know he scored a couple of goals has it so far for us, but he should have had a few more. But I think for both of them, especially Gilby, once they get that goal, I think it'll give them a lot more confidence. But I don't know whether it's Jacko's orders to keep the ball flowing and, and not take a shot from outside the box. But we definitely could have, especially in the first half when we had a few chances. But I thought the build-up play was good. I just thought it was a little bit slow. Um we looked like we were getting there, but we never really troubled their keeper in the second half, which in the end was disappointing. Um, I'd go against Mark there with Charlie Kirk. I mean, I don't think his natural position is a winger. So maybe that he's not his main inclination isn't to try and beat the man. I thought his main position is like an Elliot Lee number 10 role. I thought he was OK when he came on. He's got put out as kind of a left wing back position and put Parrington at centre back. So I thought he did OK, brought the ball up well. Okay, he's lacking in confidence, so we might not see the best of him. But I was a bit frustrated with Corey Blackett-Taylor, actually. I, I thought every time their defender knew what he was going to do because he, he tried to go down the line every time. He never tried to cut inside and and he never tried to get a ball across properly. It was always, I'll do five or six step-overs, get to the byline, and then I'll try and chip one in. And we got a couple of corners from that, but it was it was never going to work. Their defender had him sus. And in the end, their defender who was doing it got mad at a match. So, yeah, look, it, as we said earlier, it was frustrating, but we're not really annoyed because we've seen what this team can do. And obviously, we are missing the likes of Jaden, who is a threat in the box. And 
And these, as I said earlier, Lee and Gilby have just need that uh, another goal for Lee and a goal for Gilby. Mm. We'll see them get more and more confidence to hopefully take some shots more. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen then to what Johnny Jackson made of the game. He spoke to BBC London uh, after the draw up at Morecambe. Yeah, I am. I'm disappointed that we don't, we haven't won the game, um, especially from from the position that we was in. You know, we had such a great start, scoring early, um, then backing it up with another one, and uh, you know we put ourselves in a great position in the game. And to not to not see it out to get Pep back is disappointing. But um, yeah, it's, the unbeaten run goes on. It's not an easy place to come. That, that much is, is certain so uh, yeah it's, it's another point on the board isn't it we're disappointing because we you know we had the game there to be won and I mean even at the end I think we're pushing for the winner hoping we might get it but but ultimately we didn't and uh, we take a point and move on they left everything out there didn't they they gave absolutely everything for you why do you think you weren't able to to hold on to it um, well obviously they've got they've got one back quite quickly after our second which gives you know when there's only a goal in it you're only sort of maybe a set piece a corner or any any sort of situation away from from potentially uh, them scoring again so um, that that was the case they got a corner they scored from a corner a bit disappointed with that and the nature of it um, I thought my team responded well after that and you know we're pushing for the winner at the end um, but did we test did we test their goalie enough probably not but we had a lot of good situations in and around the box where Morecambe defended well. I thought they made blocks. They put bodies on the line, and you know, my lad, they left it all out there trying to win the game, you know. And, and I thought we we made we made changes to to try and go and win the win the game, you know. I wasn't didn't want to settle for a point. Uh, tried to be positive with the changes we made to go and win it. Didn't work out that way, but uh, you know, not everyone's going to come here and win. That's for sure. Nearly 700 fans here tonight. They were singing your name. I'm sure they enjoyed the effort they saw from their players. Yeah, absolutely. Can't can't fault my players' efforts at all, at all. Um, you know, they're giving me everything, and it's difficult. It's a quick turnaround from Saturday. It didn't make a lot of changes, so um, the challenge was: could we bring the same energy? Was it quite? Was the the energy levels and you know, uh, there same as Saturday? Maybe we dipped off of that a little bit. It was a little bit sloppy with our play at times. That can be maybe maybe that's a little little bit of tiredness. It, it certainly wasn't through a lack of effort. That much is, is sure. So uh, yeah, I mean they're giving me everything. The lads can't can't ask no more. And Johnny, in my preparation for this game, I was looking back on caretaker roles. Back in 2003, David Pleat spent eight months as the caretaker at Spurs. Uh, yeah, would you be happy with that situation? <laughs> um, eight months is, is a bit long, isn't it? Uh, no, I wouldn't be happy with that. <laughs> No, that, that, would, that would be a while but um, yeah listen I've just got to keep taking taking care of the next game and the next game you know going to be back on the road again pretty soon travelling to Shrewsbury with, with another big game and another big test and said to the boys there you know if if, if we go and if we go there and, and win we've had a pretty good week haven't we so um, it's important that when you don't win you don't lose and you, you know he had another another point to the tally to keep trying to see where it takes us. Do you think you can still get promotion? You've got 27 games left. Yeah, it's, listen, it's, it's difficult. I, you know, you, you could you could come like the game's two all, and I'm thinking, well, we need to go for the win because because of where we find ourselves in the league. You know, like we, we need to we need we need to push for the win. Where in another circumstance, you might say, you know, take your point, move on to the next one, but. We're up against it, and where we are in the league, and, and how many points we are behind. So, but like you said, there's a lot of football to be played. Uh, there's a lot of points to be picked up, which I'm confident that we will. And just got to see where it takes us. But I can't, I can't put any targets on it. That was Jacko there, uh, looking back at yesterday's or Tuesday's, I should say, two-two draw uh, up on uh, the uh, northwest coast. Uh, you know, a bit frustrated, I think, at the end, but at, at the same time, it is another game. Uh, unbeaten, it is another game to take forward. Um, sort of spoke about how he uh, he brought on a sub mark to try and chase the game because we are in a situation now where you know if there's a game there to be won, we need every single point we can get because I think it is going to be a tall order to get into those playoffs. So um, I expect to see a lot of those sort of more positive substitutions where he does look to bring on the likes of Kirk who could on paper make something happen because we need the points basically. Yeah, I mean he's right. I mean it is another point and is another one on the old um, unbeaten sheet but he, he knew himself that we weren't you know at the same levels we had got to 
and whether I'd been through tiredness because of the efforts before. And you're right, it is, we are way more attacking than we were under Atkins, um, which is a beauty to see. And it's, you know, I'm not, I know it sounds like I was dissing um, Charlie Kirk. You're right, it might not be his natural position. He just didn't impress me for those 10 minutes. Um, but again, you know, we, the options until people are back. I know Lecco's possibly has got a chance whether he brings him straight back in up front. Um, I don't know. But you're right. I mean, I think, you know, there were other players who weren't, you know, doing their normal um, levels of, of what you what you expect him to do. And it's difficult with Jacko because he doesn't want to change it too much. And he can't change it too much because we don't have an abundance of personnel there. And uh, it's it's hard to see what changes he, he would bring in for Shrewsbury on Tuesday, on Saturday. You know, defensively, I think we have to keep it as it is. And I, I really can't see him him changing it at all. Unless, yeah. you know, he's got some more kids in the squad up there. But even so, I mean, put Claydon on the bench. I, I don't think so. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a struggle. And we don't know if anyone's got picked up any kind of knocks. So... Yeah, and we'll find out, I guess, on, on Saturday. So, um, Ben, I mean, we're, we're going to hear the fans bar in a minute. Or a little mention we should have for, for our first trip to Morecambe. Uh, it's, yeah, it's good fun. We all had our photo by the Eric Morecambe statue. And I don't know if anyone saw on, on the uh, the Facebook group, Vince, uh, he's quite a well-known Charlton fan. Uh, we, were, so we were sat in, in the pub having lunch, uh, and all of a sudden Vince turns up in a checkered tuxedo and a bow tie. And we were like, come on, that's a bit overdressed, isn't it? But the reason he did it was he, he's got a mate who lives next door to him who's the absolute spitting image of uh, of uh, Eric Morecambe. So he went and had his uh, his photo taken at the statue. But yeah, it was a good time. Had up there and a good good night in a pub after, Ben. It was a nice little place. Yeah, their hospitality was booming, wasn't it? I mean, in our hotel we were in, it was all Charlton fans. Our friend was in another hotel up the road, all Charlton fans in there. And yeah, it was nice because, yeah, lovely little club. Um, I mean, what do they get? Two, three thousand a game, and on a Tuesday night in November, that place is going to be dead, isn't it? And and uh, yeah, lovely hospitality. And I think one of their, it was either the chairman or owner of the club, like, wrote a nice tweet and said how good Charlton fans were and how many we brought and brought a great atmosphere. And again, as we said before, it's just a great vibe at the club at the moment. As, as Mark mentioned earlier, we're playing some great football under Jacko, some attacking football. We're making subs and going for the game. That it's uh, The fans clapped them off at the end because we could see that energy there from the player. They kept trying to the final whistle. And, and who knows, a game like this a month ago, we might have lost the game in the end because maybe we would have gone defensive and fought a draw was a decent result. But no, we, we didn't sit on that. We went for it. And uh, yeah, we had a nice night after um, pub stayed open late for us all, and uh, yeah, lovely place. But a shame we didn't see Tyson Fury, the local celeb. Yeah, well, we thought we saw him possibly the next morning because we saw someone running and boxing, but it could have been anyone really. Uh, Tyson Fury he was spotted by uh, by Harry Harry Murphy actually. Uh, he reckons uh, a few hours before the game, his boxing gym uh, was right by the stadium, and, and Harry said he saw him there. One of the, one of the Charlton fans who was up there. Uh, but let's hear some for some more Charlton fans uh, who were up there. We did a fans bar in the pub after the game, and this is what they made of the performance against Morecambe. Uh, just gutted, really. Gutted, to be honest, because I think uh, up until the, that penalty decision, we was, we was bossing it. I, can, I could see us actually battering them, potentially. And then uh, the ref and the linesman have let uh, Stockton get away with absolute murder on Gunter, forcing Gunter to make the, uh, make the foul and then give them the penalty and then gave them a route back into the game. Very really. disappointed. We didn't create enough chances. Morecambe defended well. They didn't create many chances. We didn't put the ball in a box where it mattered. The creativity was not best. Uh, first half, I thought couldn't get near us to be fair I thought we played good football at times um, coming up to half time obviously 2-0 up very, I thought it was a very soft pen I thought the guy had Gunter just as much as Gunter had his shirt um, second half I thought we just I thought we sat deeper and deeper um, and then obviously set piece he's at the front post should be clearing it to be fair um, just another sloppy goal but overall four points out of Plymouth and 
and Morecambe tonight, I don't think we can complain to be fair. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the marking weren't great. You know, the fella had pretty much a free header from what I could see. So, you know, things like that ain't good enough. But, like I say, I do feel like the officials gave Morecambe a route back into the game. Absolutely could have done better from the corner. I don't think it was a penalty from the first viewing I saw. Should have defended better. Yeah, I thought Gilby was good in midfield. And I did like Elliot Lee's contribution. Um, obviously, Stockley's a big miss up top. Holds the ball up for us quite well. Um, obviously, not having Pierce in the middle of the back three. I think if we had Pierce there tonight, we don't let a 2-0 lead. I love an announcement this week. I am expecting one that Jacko would be made permanent. I like to think he'd really like the job and wants it. And I like to think that he'd get the job. I think he should deserves the job after the performances and the way he gets the team going. I really do. I don't mind Sangard taking his time a little bit. Um, but to be fair, you know, with some of the candidates that get in links like Asselbank, you know, oh, I don't think Harris is going to get linked with it, but he was seen at the Valley doing some scouting and things like that, which got everyone to niggas in a twist. But, um, but yeah, no, like, I, I just think really, out of the candidates that are out there, I just think, why not give it to Jackson? You know, it, it, he's, you know, he knows the team. He knows the the way Charlton sort of gets success because he's been there, done it as a player. So I just think, you know, you can't go wrong by giving him a chance. To be perfectly honest, when Jackson was given the role at, at the start, I didn't really want him because I didn't think he was experienced enough. However, he has made me eat my words, to be fair, and I do think he's... I can't see anyone else coming in apart from him. Um, it's clear the players back him, the fans back him, and now we just need the board to back him. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good challenge by Gunter and Charlton can break it. It's three on two. Jaisimi switches the play across to Washington. Washington, ball forward to Stockley. Can he get there? Stockley still with it. Jaden Stockley! Charlton 2, crew nil. The great counter-attack from the Addicts. Washington calm composed on the ball. Pass forward to Stockley, who just let the ball run across him, takes it past Jaskolainen and finishes. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, we had the fans bar from Morecambe uh, before the break there. Uh, and uh, of course, obviously a lot of discussion um, about the future of our caretaker boss, uh, Johnny Jackson. Um, now, uh, as you may have seen, so, you know, quotes feel like things are getting closer now. Uh, and when Jacko was doing his interview after the game on Tuesday with the TV first, he said he'd had some really good positive discussion uh, with uh, the owner, Thomas Sangard, who, of course, was in attendance uh, at the Mazuma Stadium. Uh, so I just asked Jacko when I spoke to him after, just for a little bit more uh, on that uh, progress, uh, does he feel like he's getting a little bit closer uh, to where he wants to be? And that's, of course, the full-time manager of Charlton Athletic. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, all the feedback's been good. It's been positive. He, you know, he's recognised what what we're doing and how far we've come in such a sport, uh, short period of time. If you think the last, the last game that, that Thomas was over for was the Atkinson game before Saturday, and uh, when you look at where we was after that game to where we was on Saturday, you know, it's 
it's been a bit of a remarkable sort of uh, quick turnaround. So, you know, he saw that. He's obviously, you know, he's pleased with how it's going we've, and, and we've had some good discussions. Okay, Mark, so it sounds like wheels are in motion. That, that, that's what that's what seems people seem to be saying now. And it's, uh, you know, I think I think it, I think we're getting closer to what, what would appear to be the obvious decision. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, I truly hope so. I mean, I know they've said, you know, they've asked for a bit of patience, which, as I said before, you know, no, football fans aren't particularly known for. And I'm I'm so glad because I think if a certain manager, and I did say on Twitter that if someone had been offered the job that I was going to nail my scrotum to a rusty fairground ride, and I have no desire to do that. Yeah, I, mean, you, I, mean, I don't think they had any fairground rides in, in Morecambe. You'd have to have gone to Blackpool for that, but yeah. I don't that's, think anyone needs to fine. see that or even hear it, to be fair. but <laughs> no, Possibly not, but, you know, but I've just desired, no desire to see that yeah. person managing the club. So, you know, yeah, I know it's it's difficult because we, we do want, you know, Jacko to be put in permanently. And you think that will give us another uplift. And it's funny because they've just put out this week about getting the um, half-season tickets. And you've got to think to yourself, you know, if they said, right, announce Jacko, announce the half-season ticket, you know that it would probably take 500 Boom, straight away, people might go, you know what, I wasn't sure. But it's it's, it's a strange thing. I, I understand to a degree, you know, because maybe he feels a bit burnt by the information he had with Atkins, but I don't see the logic in delaying that far. Because it's, and like I say, there's no one out there who I think could come in and get what Jacko's got out of those players. I, I really don't. I mean... It's a man who's who knows a club so well, knows the player so well. The players obviously respect him. I mean, the fact that you know he's he's not gaffer to them. He's still Jacko. It's like when Boya took over, and he was still Bo to the players. And I mean, he's because it's almost like a sign of respect. They don't have they don't feel we've got to be subservient to him. We can respect him. He knows what we've gone we're going through because it's not that long ago since he was a player. He knows the club, he knows the fans. I mean, I love the bits I know it's divided some people having the camera in the dressing room and the bits they've put out afterwards. But you see him speaking to the um, players afterwards and the players are so attentive listening and it's coming from the heart and you're thinking is another manager going to come in and, and get that and, and be able to emote like that to those players? Because he, he's on he's on their level. And, yeah, he's got decisions. He's got big shoulders. He can he can take it. He can make the right decisions. So, you know, the sooner it happens, I think the happier we will all be. Because I think there's always a 10% chance you look and go, what if a job came up in a championship and someone said, you know what, why don't we approach Johnny Jackson? He's doing a really good job. And Jack might think, you know what, I am a good manager. I I know I'm going to be a good manager as a championship club, mid table. You know, say Reading. Why, you know, maybe I do want to do that. So, I th- I don't think it benefits Thomas to sit on his hands for too long. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, as as I said, it does sound like uh, everything we're hearing now that the wheels seem to be in motion for. Uh, what we hope will be the, the the right decision. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages then that came in uh, after the game against Morecambe and, of course, uh, ahead of Saturday's trip to Shrewsbury. Uh, Phil says, uh, disappointed with a draw. I think we missed a trick by not putting our only centre-back on Stockton. Uh, Fameway would never have been pushed that far back for the penalty. Uh, if he had fouled Stockton, who was pulling a gun to shirt the whole time, the foul would definitely have been outside the area. Uh, also, strange that Lavelle spent time briefing Fameway on how to play Stockton and then we put another player on him. I had said after Saturday that I felt the players would struggle after the Plymouth game. I'm not one that accepts all this rubbish about playing two games in three days apart from, uh, but they gave so much on Saturday uh, that the players on this occasion were bound to suffer. Uh, Though they played okay, but any stray passes are not the same uh, effort and commitment in midfield saw gaps in our ranks, uh, which may not have been there in recent games. Hopefully the lads will be allowed two days rest uh, before light training on Friday to prepare for Saturday. Uh, Shame we couldn't hold out as we'd now be only seven points uh, off the playoffs. Well, yeah, they... uh, the, the lads did stay up in in uh, in Lancaster, I think, the, the night after the game, which is unusual. So they stayed on the Tuesday night 
uh, did their sessions on, on uh, I guess their warm down sessions would have been uh, on Wednesday. And then they had today off actually Thursday back in tomorrow. That's also why we haven't got any uh, press press conference stuff from Jacko on this week's pod uh, from today because he's not doing it till tomorrow. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, what are they going to announce? But it was just because uh, they're not in today. They had the day off. Right, Reg uh, says, uh, now the fifth repeat of this message, Johnny Jackson, our manager, that's it. That's the tweet. I've tried translating it into Danish to reinforce the message and that hasn't worked. So I'm now making it clear that the purchase or not of two half season tickets hangs on this. I'm not sure that others will be the same as well and not going down that route if Jimmy Floyd uh, is at the wheel. Yeah, well, uh, that interest uh, that Jimmy Floyd has in the role was obviously uh, revealed by Richard Corley during the week. Um, hopefully, uh, Thomas is not interested in, in, uh, in Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Uh, but there we go. Right, John um, says, one change he's noticed over the last uh, few games is the lack of fancy Dan passing out from the back from goal kicks. Uh, which is very welcome. Yeah, uh, uh, CFC Facts and Stats said it was a good point away from home. Always disappointing to let a two-goal lead slip, uh, but now 14 points from the last six games, which is a vast difference uh, from where we were five weeks ago. Cracking trip as well, Lancaster, uh, well worth a visit. Yeah, we had a nice uh, stopover in Lancaster uh, on the way up. I've been there before on my honeymoon, actually. It's a really nice little place. Uh, Ackers uh, wants to see Jed Roddy sacked. Uh, Lee Fender says, a great start, but the lads are clearly tired. Uh, the depth uh, we screamed out for during the window has been depleted, uh, so we need them back ASAP uh, to let these boys get some respite. Um, Sangard needs to lock Jacko down so we can focus on getting some fresh blood uh, in during the transfer window. Yeah, we are at that point now, Ben, as we sort of said, where injuries, suspensions and all that start to catch up a little bit. So, uh, uh, whereas it has been frustrating, I think it certainly played a part on Tuesday, the fact we couldn't hold on. I mean, it does show that actually we're doing really well to be on the run we are. I think that I, I, can't, I don't think there's any teams other than Charlton who, who've got as many points as we have in the last six games, maybe one other team. I don't think anyone's got more than we have. So we're certainly the form team at the moment. Yeah, you're right. I think I was looking at it Saturday to beat top of the table with players in different, like Sean Clare playing in a position. Your captain goes off injured, so you have to put... Chris Gunter there is normally a right back and I thought he played well when he came on on Saturday and yeah, we are missing key personnel at the moment but we're still on a really good run and it just shows what momentum and confidence can do for this team and I thought it was showing again in that first half uh, and second half I think obviously we lost a little bit of confidence conceding a goal and then conceding the other goal but it's definitely, look, we've still got a lot of confidence about this team so we're still playing good football and mm. These players look slowly like they're coming back into the team. So hopefully that can only breed more good performances. Yeah, Rotherham, Charlton and Portsmouth, the three teams have got 14 points in their last uh, six games. So we're all sort of tied at the top of the of the form table. Rotherham have just got, uh, scored a few more, uh, only a couple more than we have. So yeah, really tight, but we're, we're definitely up there uh, in, in terms of excellent form uh, at the moment. Colin says... Uh, he agrees with Lee. I hope the people making the decisions uh, can see the bigger picture and understand why they were tired and leggy versus Morecambe uh, and the lack of depth, especially uh, from injuries. Uh, Fish says, I think Gunter is a change that most people would like to see for. However, uh, there is no one to come in for him on Saturday. Deji could do the trick, but a lot of responsibility uh, to put the on the young lad. Probably bring Lecco in if he's fit for DJ. Uh, he's gone from playing nothing to a lot of football uh, in a short time frame, so he could be getting tired as well. Yeah, fair point. Uh, Rachel uh, says, we look tired from the weekend. It might be worth switching to four. Uh, any news on when Matthews and Innes might be back? Well, I'm not hearing anything about either of them, actually, from Jacko today. Uh, even though you can uh, see the tiredness, uh, everyone was trying, uh, working together, backing each other up. Gilby deserves a mention. He is relentless uh, in the midfield. Uh, Alan says, on another night, a point away from home, you probably take it if it was, uh, but they scored, uh, we scored that, that type of match. But being 2-0 up and cruising, it's two points dropped until the pen, they were beaten, uh, but we didn't lose. And if we get three points versus Shrewsbury, we'll be okay again. Uh, if uh, Jason Pierce isn't fit, then put Deji uh, in for Gunter instead. And Stewart said, a tired but committed performance. At times, we looked far superior uh, on technique, but didn't hammer home our advantage. Uh, but still a good point, and a month ago, uh, we would have lost that game. Excellent stuff. Right, let's uh, start to turn our attention then to uh, this Saturday's uh, trip up to take on Shrewsbury uh, at the New Meadow, obviously a familiar foe for us, that playoff semi-final a few years ago. We've always had really interesting games. So obviously a 4-3 defeat uh, when Ricky Holmes got that hat-trick. We had that game there last season uh, where we conceded a last-minute penalty uh, and uh, Johnny Jackson had a massive go at Johnny Williams and took him off for diving out of a challenge. 
uh, late on. What else did we have there? We had a, a goal, a, a game where Darren Prattley scored a screamer. So all sorts of crazy things happen uh, when we tend to visit the new meadow. Uh, and looking forward to Saturday as well. It's not a Shrewsbury team in the best of form. Obviously, um, sort of stayed up only by a few points uh, by the end of last season. Uh, this season, they're sat in the relegation zone, had a difficult start to the season. We spoke to Lewis Cox uh, from the Shropshire Star uh, earlier on today uh, to find out why uh, and if it's fair to say, really, there's been a disappointing start. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, yeah, certainly the, the first couple of months of the season were particularly difficult. Um, wins were, were very few and far between, really. Uh, you know, regular defeats were were conceding goals and not scoring goals. Just not a good recipe, is it? You, you know, struggling for for clean sheets. Some, something they're still doing, to be fair. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was quite bleak early on. Um, they have they've seemed in the last maybe half a dozen league games or so to have turned a bit of a corner. I would say results wise and performance wise. Mm. I mean, what, uh, what were the like expectations coming into the season? Because I guess. And other than that, that that one really good season where they where they got into the playoff yeah. final, I guess they are sort of traditionally sort of strugglers in this league. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, interestingly, you know, it's you mentioned that season. It, it is now the um, it's the seventh season they've been in League One now, which is you know for a club of for them you know for the stature of the club, it is quite quite impressive, really. I think you know to, to have done seven, but you're right, that's sort of perennial um, strugglers, really, other than the the odd exception. Uh, but you know, because of the because of how sort of Steve Cottrell came in this time last year. In fact, actually, funnily enough, Saturday the game is is exactly a year in charge for him. Um, exactly a year. But when he came in, obviously he sorted them right out. He got them out of trouble, to be honest, and still did great things while he was obviously you know desperately ill, you know, in in hospital. Obviously, um, for for the second half of last season, still sort of managing them from afar, um, did great work in sort of helping them get over the line, really, which is pretty hard when you haven't got a manager in the building. Um, so because of that, a uh, good start to the summer transfer window. They were kind of, you know, some people thought, you know, they might have this little sort of fairy tale where the manager returns and they, they have a great time. But I think expectations were just, you know, to, to try and improve, to, to not have the relegation fears they usually have, you know, to push towards that mid-table. If they can sneak into the top half, then brilliant, you know, have a push. But just to try and be, you know, just try and be secure and safe. You know, they've established themselves in this division. They want to now, you know, try and go to that next stage, which is trying to, you know, compete in the middle of it rather than, you know, constantly looking over their shoulders, uh, as I say. But it, it hasn't sort of come off yet. Um, and, you know, they, they need to start winning more regularly to get, up there. I mean, it's it's pretty tight at the bottom. The, bottom, the, the entire bottom half is separated by not a lot. You know, run of as you, as you as yourselves know, um, flying up the table in the last few weeks. You know, a few wins on the bounce, and you can really shoot up there. But they're yet to show they can do that on on a spin in the league. Mm. But as I say, that it has improved of late uh, performances and results. Yeah. In the last six, they've got something like two wins, two draws, two defeats. It's a it's a bit of you know a bit consistently inconsistent in terms of that, but you know performance levels have improved. Um, they've not really been beaten heavily. They've got an honest group um, and a core of decent to good players, I would say. But they're they're, they're quite light on depth. You know, really small squad and unavailability starting to hit a bit. They had five out on Tuesday and they were it was really slim pickings. Um, Really slim pickings, players playing out of position. But credit to them, you know, ten ten men got a got a fought back for a draw against Sunderland, which is which is some going. So shows they're performing all right, and obviously giving it all for him. Yeah, and obviously they're 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 playing for Steve Cotterill. I'm guessing that the fans are still sort of behind him after the work he did last year, and obviously coming back from from that illness as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think fans are a bit, um, you know. They found how the, the the transfer window closed a bit a bit strange in terms of uh, you sort of missed out on a couple of targets and they they didn't sort of have backup option uh, options to go for it left the squad quite light full stop but certainly light in a couple of positions so that that you know the, the fans weren't sure about that and they're thinking yeah you know, it's potentially going to bite us you know sooner rather than later and it mm-hmm. it probably did obviously it started quite badly and you know there have been one or two incidents where the fans have been really frustrated you know particularly earlier on um when they 
you know they they were losing games frequently. They conceding goals quite free. You know, couldn't keep clean sheets. Now, all right, they weren't being beaten heavily, but they weren't keeping clean sheets. So fans weren't entirely you know satisfied. They were you know they they had their frustration at it, um, and one or two things off the field. But yeah, I mean, I think the, the fans have taken heart from the last. I'd say six weeks or so, maybe two months. They've, they've taken some heart from it, and they, and they, you know, starting to see a group that might, you know, that should be able to to push and get the results needed to get out of trouble. I would say um, they still think because of how the window went that things need to happen in January to you know good solid couple of additions to to sort them out and be able to get them out of trouble. Yeah. Um, the fans, you know, the manager, the club, no one expected to be. You know where they are in the bottom four, twenty-first after what is it, three, four months of the season? No one expected that. Or you know they they are, you know, in terms of the league table, underperforming from what they wanted to be. Yeah. But you know, it it does. There has been there has been evidence of you know turning a bit of a corner. So they're kind of looking to build on that at this stage. I would say. Mm. And then, who would you say the out. most uh, dangerous players that the Charlton fans should be looking out for on Saturday? Um. <clears throat> they've, over this little run, they've kind of some players have begin sort of begun to settle in in some positions. While some have been unavailable and some have had to force to be moved around, you know they've almost they've, they've come across a front two of Daniel Udo and, and Ryan Bowman together, um, which you know has worked of late really well. They are two honest, hardworking centre forwards who will run all day. Um, you know this is a low score inside with you know. No, no, not really prolific players, but the two of them have got, you know, six, I think Bowman's got six and Udo's got five. So, you know, they, they've started to find the net. Um, another player who's been excellent for them is Luke Lee, the left-back who they um, signed from Bristol Rovers in the summer. He was relegated with Rovers, but sort of come in, started playing on the left, you know, in his natural position, did really well, and was kind of shunted into central midfield because they were light on numbers. Did really well from there, gets goals. I mean, I think he's got four or five himself. And then, incredibly, on Tuesday night, he had to play in the middle of a back three hmm. um, because because of numbers um, and, and did well. So he's a, a great all-round player. Um, but yeah, the, it's a difficult period. In the, the Last week, they found out Sean Worley, who is obviously the sort of long-serving sort of fan's favourite, really 34, but still a very influential attacker. I mean, he's been... Ruled out for three or four months, I think, with a thigh injury. Um, there were others, you know, Tuesday night against Sunderland, they missed two senior centre halves um, who, you know, through slight, slight knocks, so really had to shuffle it around. Um, Elliot Bennett, who's a wing back, you know, really experienced lad, missed it for a one game suspension, but he'll return. But then midfielder David Davis, experienced midfielder, got sent off on Tuesday night. Um, so, you know, he'll he'll potentially miss it, although we found out today that they have appealed that ban. So they're currently waiting to find out whether David Davis will be available to play midfield against Charlton. Um, but it's a big call, really. He will be a miss because he's kind of their anchor in midfield. And if he's missing, it will be more sort of shuffling around, switching around, which isn't ideal, you know. So they have, those, those two up front have done really well and they're honest and they will... You know, they'll give Charlton defenders a hard time, I think, just in terms of their effort and started finding the net. But as I say, it, it has been slim pickings of late. There we go. Thanks to Lewis for joining us, friend of the pod uh, for a few years now. He's always uh, there for, for a good bit of shrews information uh, for us. And, and yeah, not, not been the season that they would have hoped for uh, this year, Mark. But I mean, they have had a slight upturn, got a good point against Sunderland on Tuesday with only 10 men. So, I mean, again, if we go into any game in this season underestimating the, oppo- the, the opposition, we're going to be found out. Um, and, and we'll need to be on, on the very top of our game to, to go and get a, a result that if we do get three points on on, on, uh, on Saturday, then you'd say seven points out of nine would be a very good week for us. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things. I just spoke a minute ago about having a camera in the um, change room. And Jacko said, we're going to, you know, we've won today, we're going to go to Morecambe and win, then we go to Shrewsbury and win. And you do wonder if the opposition manager goes, so see, they're going to face it, they're going to beat us and use that slightly as a motivational tool. Now, we know with the form we're in, we're now the ones who are going to be shot down. We know we were looking to do it to other teams and we weren't able to do that until Jacko came in. So now we're the ones, you know, going and saying, you know, you've got to 
we we're the big dogs now. Um, it's hard because you again, Shrewsbury aren't in great form. We you know we've had a long journey and stuff, and we're missing a few players. But I think you know we've got enough about us. You know, we do have goals now through the team. Purrington's been putting a few in. You know, obviously, Gilby, I'd like to see score more. Lee's got potential up front. Washington's in great form. You know, you'd like one of the centre-halves to sort of like pop up and look more dangerous. But we are in DJ's... I think he'll start DJ. I know you're saying about he might be tired. But I think, you know, after the goal on Tuesday and the work he was doing, I think he's a he's a player who's saying, look, I, I want to play, I, I want to be, give me the ball, I want it. And I think that's what you need in the team. I think we've got goals all around. You know, unfortunately, you know, we don't have Stockley, that's one of those things. Davison could pop up with a hat-trick and prove, prove us all wrong. So I think we've got enough to go there and uh, damage them. Uh, do they have enough to scare us? You know, if we're organised... No, they, they they don't. So you know, I'm I'm I'd, I hate to say confident in any in any kind of thing. I mean, I've followed them for too long to say I'm confident in any kind of uh, result. But I'm confident in Jacko to get what he can out of those players he's got. He's gonna say to him, look, you know, you weren't at it at Morecambe, and we got a draw. So you know, put it up at ten percent as you as I know you can. And we will win. We will get what we deserve. So my confidence is in Jacko to get what he can out of whatever players he's playing on Saturday. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, I've got a little bit of team news then from Jacko. As I said, he hasn't done a presser today, but I did ask him uh, on Tuesday uh, if he could give us any uh, update uh, on the injury to the skipper, Jason Pierce. Uh, no, I don't know sort of the longevity of it. Obviously, he took a fair old whack, Piercy, and... Uh, you know, you know what he's like. If he, if he could, if he could have sort of patched it up and, and got through it today, then he would have done that. So it's obviously, obviously significant enough for us to leave him behind. Whether he'll be available for the weekend, I don't, I don't know yet. Is there anyone else likely to be back, like Jonathan or? Yeah, Lico's most likely to be involved. He travelled with a squad. Um, it's a bit too soon for him tonight because he's he's not he's not really trained. But we wanted him with us so we could keep him around the group and. Um, Josh Hornby, the uh, sports scientist, can keep keep him close and get the work in that we need to get to get in because obviously there's not going to be a lot of training days this week, so we need him close to us so we can monitor everything he's doing and make a call on whether he'll be available for the weekend. Reasonably good news then that, that it sounds like Lecco will, will be involved in the squad. Um, whether that means he starts is obviously a question. Someone did tweet in and say they'd start him over. Over DJ, which you can understand because he has played a lot of football. But I mean, so it probably almost certainly will be a, a game, Ben, without an, any new defensive options available because it sounds like Pierce will still be out. So the, the question is then, as someone asked earlier, do you keep Gunther in that in that centre of the of the defence? I mean, could you play Fainware there and shift Gunther out to right where he did really well in that free? I mean, uh, the, the, I think was it Rachel who said maybe we could even go to a four. I mean, I'd be surprised if, if Jacko wanted to change a, a formation that's worked for us very well. Um, but I mean, the other option obviously is maybe Deji comes in and he could play either on the right of the three or Fainwo in the middle. So, I mean, do, do you see Jacko making a decision to change that back line, Ben? Or do you think he sort of sticks with what he knows? And, and, and you know, Gunter did do pretty well for the final 10, 20 minutes, whatever it was when he came on against, uh, well, it was longer than that. When would Piercy go off? I can't remember against Plymouth. Uh, but, you know, did, does he get dropped because he gave away a penalty? I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd stick with it. I'd stick with the same team. Uh, and maybe well, him and Sean Clare could always change positions a little bit and you stick Sean Clare more at centre-back. Um, but look, Gunter was coming up against the top goal scorer in the league. Carl Stockton was a top goal scorer in, in League One so far this year. I know it's bizarre him playing for Morecambe as top goal scorer, but he is. So he's probably rubbing his hands, thinking, Charlton have got three of their main centre-backs out injured. I'm going to try and terrorise this guy, and I'm going to wind him up, pull his shirt, let him pull mine. And he'd done a good job on him. So look, there you go. We're, we're playing against a team now in Shrewsbury who haven't got many goals in their team. Uh, so he should have a he should have an easier time than playing up against the top goal scorer. So I stick with the same team. As I said, we were playing really good football, and if we wouldn't have conceded the goal so quick, I could have seen us going on to score more goals. Uh, unless there's any little knocks from Tuesday, but I stick with the same team. But you might have the luxury of having someone like Lecco on the bench 
that can cause more damage than Blackett, Taylor and Kirk did when they came on on Tuesday. So that, that could be good. And then you've got next Tuesday the uh, Pizza Trophy game against Villa coming up. So these fringe players like Albie Morgan, Harry Arthur, Ben Watson can have a game against them and get some good minutes to show, look, Jacko, I'm here, I'm playing a good game and I'm ready to take the shirt when needed. So that'll give some vital minutes to players like that. But the players that played on Tuesday did enough. They were, they had a good game. We conceded a, a second sloppy goal. Um, but do they warrant being dropped? I don't think so at the moment. I think... They've shown enough over the last few games that look, that was a little drop-off in his energy levels on Tuesday. We've had two days off now, little light session tomorrow before the game, and uh, hopefully we can see similar to what we saw against Plymouth again. Excellent stuff. Right, we've run out of time on this week's big match preview. Thanks to all of you uh, who've tuned in. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday uh, to look back at that game against Shrewsbury. Hopefully we'll be uh, celebrating the uh, continuation uh, of our unbeaten run. Uh, at the very least. Thanks to those of you who've got involved uh, with the show. Thank you as well to Mark and Ben. Good to speak to you both. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, mate. Good to have you on the pod. Right, I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening and we shall see you again on Sunday. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 